What's up, fam bros? This is Chico Leo. Don't forget to listen to the special delivery. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, Internet, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans, or something to that extent. And this is your boy, DJ Ben-Hameen, in the building tonight, in the spaceship, on the voice of the Urban Geek Award-winning Fan Bro Show. Take a drink, everyone. Take a drink. I said it once. There we go. You don't know how many times, so you know, let's get it started early. And of course, in the spaceship, as always, I am joined by your lovely co-host Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Stiletto Stunner. Yes, that's right. And your other lovely co-host. <laughs> Chico Leo, the Mad Monk Jaguar Prince. Man, I didn't give any of my names. The Kevin Bacon of the internet, the Petey Green of hip-hop, the William Shatner of this shiznit. Hey, you trained us to be very concise with these intros, and true, then now you're going to go back. Now I'm going to go back and go <laughs> Now you reneging. I'm reneging. I'm changing it up. I'm flipping it on you. I flip it. I flip you. I flip you. You know that one, Chico? Do you know the Usual Suspects reference? I flip you. I flip you for real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Benicio Del Toro. There we go. Finster. Yes, Finster. That's right. right. I flip you for real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more like, <laughs> I flip you for real. <laughs> Got to listen closely in that one, folks. Yeah. But that's right. It's Fanbo's show, the voice of the Urban Geek. I hope everyone's having a great week. What is this? Was Thanksgiving just last weekend? Did we already Thanksgiving figure that out? Thanksgiving was last weekend. Yeah, we already talked about that once. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're here. How was your weekend? How was your Thanksgiving, Tatiana? It was great. It was very um, economical. I didn't spend a damn dime. Oh, there you go. I like that. Didn't spend a dollar on Black Friday or any money on Digital Monday. Or it's, it's Cyber Monday. Business Saturday. It's, Small Business Saturday. It's Cyber Saturday. Monday, which is actually very archaic considering no one says cyber, cyber. anymore. Cyber. But, um, cyber tech. Yeah. So I know most of us, we had discussed earlier that we, and I, I know we were all participating in, in, in um, well, it's many, it came, it was many different titles people used, but basically not to spend money on Black Friday to show that um, our solidarity and support with the people of Ferguson and people, um, worldwide, worldwide. Yeah. I mean, really, ab- about everything going down right now. So, like I said, I didn't spend anything. Didn't feel bad about it. Was happy that so many people supported it and also um, participated by also not spending. And it seems to have worked. It seems to have worked. Um, the BBC America reported that Black Friday sales were down eleven percent. Um, so what down from like fifty six billion right. to so fifty billion. And the New York Times reported it too. The problem is none of these outlets are bringing up the boycott as yeah. being, and you know we as had being talked the reason. About, yeah, we had talked about this, and I, I definitely think an economic boycott is both uh, a, a viable and effective. legitimate and effective and legal, and you know people doing their you know you know put it putting your dollars where your you know and it's one of the only real voices isn't. you have left in this country right like, money yeah right money i mean it's talks. a capitalist country and uh you know there definitely was was a, they, they predicted there was going to be something like one or two or three percent lower than last year but like tatiana said it was 11 percent lower that's right. very significant 
And it's very outrageous that the ma- the disconnect between the mainstream media and what's going on on the ground. I mean, I don't want to sound mm-hmm. like Sarah Palin or whatever, you know, the lamestream media, but it's it's incredible <laughs> to me that they're not that they're not bringing this up. This sort of very obvious reason why sales were down eleven percent. And well, props to, add- to everyone else who out there who 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 didn't, you know. Who, who kept from, you know, shopping on Friday. To add on to that, like you said, most media outlets wouldn't attribute the economic boycott to why the sales were down. They said a lot of things like just, oh, sluggish economy, all this other stuff. And then one, the most dumbass thing I heard was, and I believe it was, I think it was on Fox News, but the most dumbass thing I heard was because the economy is better, people are not pressed to spend money during Black Friday where there are a bunch of sales. They don't need to wait for sales to spend money. So Black Friday is less appealing. They're just so ballerific that they don't need right. to. Like I mean, that, that, that was that the dumbest, I mean, most is, yeah, backwards thing I ever heard. Oh and, and like you said, God. absurd. So I, I'll say that there, there, yeah, there are many factors that can contribute to it, but don't tell me that uh, a boycott of that scale didn't have any impact. I mean, I know a dude with a huge Blu-ray collection, and he basically amassed like like seventy five percent of his Blu-rays were bought on like the last three Black Fridays before this one. You know what I mean? Like he literally will whip out and be like, "Yo, I got this for four ninety nine on Black Friday. <laughs> I got this for three ninety nine on Black." And he hasn't even watched half of them, and some of them are from like three four years ago. And this, you know, whatever, some middle class dude, like people shop on Black Friday. Most definitely. And so to say that, oh, well, people have more money. I mean. No, that's silly. That's yeah. Yeah, that's silly talk. Yeah, yeah, that's silly talk. But it was real, folks. Yeah. So shout out to all the people who didn't, you know, buy anything on Friday. Continue this. Continue. Mostly junk anyway. And it's like, like you were just saying, Tatiana, it's like, and like you too, Chico, like the media doesn't pay attention to that. And that's why something like. You know, not to toot our own horn, but the award-winning Fambro show deserves a lot of attention because, you know, this mm-hmm. is one of the voices you have. And that's what somebody pointed out to me. They're like, years ago, we'd be wait. You know, we're always like, when's the next Martin Luther King? You know, when's the next who so-and-so going to step up and lead the people? And nowadays, you have to realize that your own voice is the leader. Like, right. you have a, every individual person has a voice now. And every individual person can be heard by the world. It just depends on what you're saying. So that's why I always on Farnborough show, you know, being the voice of the urban geek, I always want to talk about more than just geek topics. I want to talk about things that affect us all, the real world out there. So thank you to everybody who's been listening, you know, and supporting us because, you know, this is our voice and we're going to continue to use it. And that's another reason why I think the mainstream media has even less of an excuse to not report on this and know what's going on. 20, 30 years ago, I could see the New York Times being more disconnected, but they have Twitter at the New York Times. Like, they can read, they know what's going on, or they should, and if they don't, that even speaks to, you know, more poorly about them. And, and I mean, and, and it's just like, the you know, we'll get more into that later, but they just don't know what's going on, you right. know? But this is, like we said, Fanbro's show, the voice of the urban geek, so we do have to talk about some geek stuff. And there has been some huge, big news this week. Huge news that I heard from actually from Gail Simone on Twitter. Wow, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's pretty hyped about this. She's super hyped about this. Oh, that, that's good to know because not everyone is so hyped about this. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, okay, if, if, let's say this has hype, been divisive. hype is relative. So well, it's not necessarily negative or positive, but there is a lot of talk. Yeah, a lot, a lot of talk about this one. The casting for Suicide Squad has been confirmed. 
and it's pretty much what the rumors have been talking about for months now, the ones that we announced on here a few months ago. Will Smith is playing Deadshot. Mm. Jared Leto is the Joker. Mm. Award-winning Jared Leto along with Ambrose. Uh, yes, sir. That's three times. Um, Tom Hardy is playing... I'm not but, sure what yeah, I don't remember Hardy. who he's playing. I actually am a big Tom Hardy fan. I think he's the dopest guy in the cast. Wow, that's saying something. But, I, uh, yeah, I'm not that familiar with this character either. I've been told that his character is very ill. Uh, we also have... Margot Robbie is in this, too. She um, she was in you, the most recent film. Wolf I remember of Wall, Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. She was his uh, Murdered wife. it. Murdered in that. Yeah. And, and she's, she's in the upcoming Martin Scorsese show about the music industry in the 70s. Well, no, it's evolved to Boardwalk Empire. It's going to be big. Yeah, it definitely will be. Down the you know, line, if down the earth line. is still here. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they she, also she's playing Harley Quinn. Yes, yeah. well, I, and I, I, that. I think that's good casting. I think she could pull it off. Yeah. Like, I think so. Jared can pull off Joker. Yeah, that has been the most divisive right. casting. Oh well, yeah, and of course Will Smith playing a character that is typically either Latino or white. Eh. Wow. We have Black Norse gods aside. Yeah, you know, I, I guess that's pretty much that. I am into Jared Leto is a good choice. I. I like Jared as a, as an actor. I, I, I just I, like yeah. Jared as an artist general in general. Yeah. So I think he can pull it off. Like he's, I haven't seen anything bad in his track record that would make me go, oh no, this is such a bad idea. Wow, well, I thought I, one of us would disagree. No, on that I, one. I, I mean, I, I have to wait and see. Obviously, he's following up. You know, the one of the great you know performances yeah. in in Heath Ledger's Joker. But I I agree with Tatiana. I think he's a great actor. I think what's interesting about the Will Smith casting is that I heard he turned down Django Unchained. He did. Because yeah. Django was not the lead because the uh because the dentist, the German dentist dude is, you know, was, you know, had all the good lines or whatever. And now it's just a few years later and he's taking a role in an ensemble movie. Like Will Smith has never has not been in a movie that was not a Will Smith well, but movie. But we also don't understand quite understand Will Smith's reasons for like I know you what you're saying, but he no one really gets why he says yes or no to certain things right. like for instance the matrix some you know granted people feel including me the other the last two movies w went south yes at the same time as an iconic movie and it, it's, yeah. it, it it blew the water when it came to that type of genre and then like you said he he turned out Django a chain not to say Django was some legendary movie but it was good yeah. I, I liked it so and then the whole thing about not having lead i don't know about that but like you said, it is an ensemble cast, so it's not. This is completely opposite of what he was saying. So, what is his? Well, things goal? have changed. He's made a couple of bombs since then. <laughs> he had, he had no, he had a run that's that's like in the history of Hollywood. I think he had like seven or eight huge, huge true story. Huge, yeah. you know, like true story. Will Smith used to have um a poster of uh, or a like life size cutout of Hitch in his house, leaning on. For instead of where the name Hitch would be, like in the movie poster, he's leaning mm -hmm. on Hitch. Mm -hmm. In in his house, he had a cut out of him leaning on four hundred million. You know, it said four hundred million dollars because that's how much the movie had made, right. and he produced Damn. it and all that. And so. he and he he had a run of them that was just un, like every single movie made like half a billion Ooh, dollars. Gobs. Yeah, one and then and then the After Earth came out, and then things changed. One rumor <laughs> I've heard over the years is that him and his agent or his people they have like this. Because you know he's really smart. You know he he was accepted at MIT and all that stuff. They have figured out this kind of algorithm to right. kind of. 
calculate how much a movie can potentially make and that's yep. how he makes decisions like i said i don't know the veracity of that but I mean, it didn't work with the matrix but you know <laughs> i mean he's been pretty spot on so yeah. you know and uh david ayer is that the guy's name david ayer is directing. directing he right. just directed fury so you know he's it, writing and directing writing and directing and it's supposed to be like an ocean's 11 of superheroes type vibe that's yeah. what they're going for right. so and for those who don't know, the Suicide Squad is a group of characters who are villains in the comics, and then they all get captured, and instead of going to jail, they volunteer for well, death Sort missions. of volunteer. They have, like, an explosive device. Yeah, I mean, but they, no, they're given a choice, you know, to go on the missions, and then they get off from their crimes or, right. you know, stay in jail. And the team is headed up by Amanda Waller, who sources say that they really want to get Oprah Winfrey. That's... Well, I love Oprah, but Amanda is one mean ass lady. Like this is the color purple. Oprah can yeah. bring that out yeah. real yeah. quick. Yeah, that's true. Oprah too. Don't yeah, I mean, she uh, she was nominated for her performance in The Butler, mm. and she apparently was. You know, I mean, I, I actually didn't see The Butler. But no, I skipped that one. But she yeah. uh, she was. I mean, she was apparently really good, but also uh, as her performance was good, but her character wasn't. Necessarily, mm. You know, it was a it was a uh, a leveled performance. Definitely. Do you think that's too obvious of a choice? I know that on the Fambros um, timeline on Twitter that we actually proposed that question to our followers, and they had some really good answers. Uh, one that was kind of left field for me, but I could kind of see it. Someone said Queen Latifah. I also saw Marsha Warfield, which Marshall Warfield, was right. really left field, but made me like, wow, you know, why not? Right. Um, they said CCH Pounder, but CCH Pounder actually voices or voiced Amanda Water Waller in many of the animated has anyone um, brought pictures. up G Gabby Sidori? Uh, yeah, somebody Gabby brought, Sidibay? Somebody yeah, yeah, brought yeah. her up, and I think that was a good idea. And also Monique, which I have to shout out our one of our freaking commenters, um, Izzy G, because mm -hmm. he brought that up. And at first I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, then after a second I was like, damn, that might be a good idea, you know. And she's lost weight. She's getting in shape, so she's, like, tough, you know, and strong. Right. So, you know, yeah. Overall, like I say, I think the Suicide Squad casting is all, you know, it's another good one. It's pretty much DC's probably best move since I, since Bale for Batman, I think. Mm. And maybe Bat, and um, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. But people, you know, I thought somebody here would disagree because, you know, it's like we, no. everyone is always like, we're so hard on it. And now we're all like. I, like I said, I, I also, I'm a fan of most of the people they mention and the people who yep. I'm not directly a fan of. I have no issues with them. Like, yep. I, I haven't seen enough of them to say, oh, no, this is going to be crap. And I also, I don't have, like, a very strong attachment that someone has to pay X character. Like Most definitely. We, we, we've seen it. We've seen them, again, we've seen these writers go out of canon and make it work. So what what is what is it to change a character that's normally Latino or white into black and all this other no, that, stuff? No, that's definitely not an issue. The only issue that I would bring up is that like we, we see what Marvel is doing with their continuity with the TV and the movies and a lot all of these characters, not all of them, but many of these characters have in fact actually appeared on Arrow. The Suicide Squad has been on Arrow yeah. and Amanda Waller, Deadshot, um, is there a bronze tiger in here? Because there's a bronze tiger. Not in, yet. In, okay. Yeah. But a lot of these characters have, in fact, appeared. And so I just feel like 
to have a different actor. The, my only criticism would be to have a different actor. Will now, Smith obviously, I would rather Arrow. watch Will Smith than whatever the dude who plays. <laughs> Michael J. White. Hey, shout out to Mike. Well, well no, no, he no. Was, he's the Michael Bronze Bay. Tiger. Bronze Tiger, not, yeah. not Deadshot. Yeah. But, um, and Deadshot's appeared in like four or five episodes of uh, Arrow. Well, you're not Will Smith, bro. But, no, he's not. But that, that could just get a little confusing with continuity if they wanted to make the... Um, TV show and movies in the same universe, you know. Um, People will get over it. Right. I mean, when Bill Sankiewicz started drawing the New Mutants after Bob McCloud and the whole book changed the look, you got used to that too. Most definitely. All right, folks. <laughs> that was a legitimate <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Only for those people who've read that, but you know, it's very true because it took me forever to get used to dude. Yeah. And see, he's one of the greatest ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the story. But we're gonna take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more fan bro shows. Yo, internet world, what's good? I go by the name of Jabari. And first off, if you're at a computer, even if you're on your phone, I don't care where you're at right now. If you have internet, you need to do a few things. You need to like fan bros on Facebook. You need to follow Fan Bros on SoundCloud. What else do you need to do? Subscribe, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes and give a good rating. Don't just subscribe. Give a good rating, man. Word. Right? Leave a comment. Five stars, comments, all that there. Word up. Thanks, Jabari. And welcome back, internets, to this very special episode of Fan Bros Show. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen. And I'm here. We were just talking about the Suicide Squad news, but, you know, we were told that on special delivery this week, Chico, we didn't address the biggest, perhaps the most glorious moment in young Ben Amin's life in a long time. (laughs) The Star Wars trailer? The Star Wars trailer for The Force Awakens dropped this Friday. How you feel, Ben Amin? I posted the video on Instagram. I I don't know if you could tell in the video, but I almost wiped a tear. Oh, I didn't see this video yet. Yeah, Yeah, there's video video on my Instagram, DJ Ben Amin, of me watching the Star Wars trailer. Did you do that one, that lone thug tear? There was definitely a lone thug tear fighting its way out of my (laughs) eye. Fighting, shooting blindly out of its way out of my eye. It it was a moment. I've watched it a dozen, two, three dozen times since. It's definitely... um, I watched it twice. Wow, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I, I. What would Darth Vader say in this moment? Well, I did watch it on my computer, not on my phone. So you know. yeah. Uh, well, anyway. I have to agree with you. I share your sentiment. I was actually very excited about it as well. Wow. Yeah. Now that's another thing I want to clear up. Just because I'm a Trekkie <laughs> does not mean I hate Star Wars. We I know. still like Star Wars. I like Star Trek. All right then. Right. See, we can it get doesn't along. have to be either or. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah. We're still gonna ask that question to everyone that comes here. But yes. I, I like I said, I, I was with you. I was mad excited about it. I loved pretty much every piece of it. it, it and to and also to be clear, it wasn't quite a trailer, it was a teaser. Yeah. So you saw a lot of moments of just either black screen or maybe a title card or something like that. Like you didn't see full details on everything. But from what we saw, what was the most, I guess, iconic moment? It had to be when the when the, the Millennium when the goddamn John Williams music kicks in yeah. and the Millennium Falcon is flying and the Tie Fighters come screaming by with that engine noise <laughs> and the, the lasers are shooting and it is just See, it's just the greatest I mean, thing ever. And gentlemen, right. that means like pew pew pew. I'm not trying to change the subject, but this is why I don't understand when you don't watch Rebels, because Rebels has all those sound effects and the music and the TIE Fighter scream. Because and that, I can't deal with it does it doesn't have that same Clone Wars animation. 
Yes, but with a smaller budget. In the story, then. <laughs> there we go. Well, but the right, sound, back, back to the trailer. The sound is so is so part listen, of it. Yeah. I can listen to the music anywhere. It doesn't matter. I need the visuals, too. Right. I need the combination of the Millennium Falcon swimming through the sky and then coming back, diving down along the sand in the TIE Fighters and then it hitting the angle. Who do you think is flying the Millennium It doesn't Falcon matter who's scene. flying it. <laughs> It doesn't matter. That's what I was thinking when I watched. I was like, who's flying I know flying what did you for Christmas, man, I mean. A Millennium Falcon? I used to have Maybe. a miniature one. Like, uh, some people might remember this joint. There was the big one, of course, the, you know, that came out that you could put figures in. But I used to have a miniature little, like, it was a pretty small metal one. Oh, I man. had that. I still have that. Oh, man. I used to rock That's that That's really dope, yeah. Because it is. That. It's metal. Yeah, and you could pull the landing. Yeah, you pull the out. landing things out, and the two the two guns move, swivel. It was so There's like a radar thing, yes. and then the four gun, the four, yeah. Yes. Other I major scenes, other major scenes in the teaser were um, they had Zoom in on a pilot in the next wing. Yep. People were speculating who he is, like if he's related to Skywalker in any People way. People were saying that uh, piloting the Millennium Falcon might be um, either someone related to Lando Calrissian or right. the woman who was shown riding the speeder who is yeah. supposed to be Han and Leia's daughter, right? Yeah, there was a oh, woman, see, I didn't even there was know a woman that. riding yes. a fudgeful. Yeah, that's what that speeder looked like. Speeder. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, the most... I guess ecstatic and also startling purposefully moment was the very beginning, the very first scene. Yes. Because it opened with a vast peak into the desert. I, I don't know what planet they were on, but I would assume Tatooine. I no? assume too as well. And you see nothing, just miles and miles of sand for maybe the first twenty seconds, and you're like, huh, what's about to happen? And then all of a sudden, ups pops a stormtrooper. And he looks really distressed, really concerned, and scared. And it was very sudden, so I jumped back like, whoa, didn't expect him to do that. The thing about that Stormtrooper is he was the actor John Boyega, which is a black actor. So we have black Stormtroopers. And that has caused some uproar on the internet. And Chico, you don't seem to understand why. I, no, I mean, I'm, I recognize that because people are crazy. and peop, But uh, I, yeah, I, I don't really understand how anyone... I, don't, I mean, yes, I understand there are racist people out there. How can you get upset because there's a black stormtrooper? Like, who looks at millions of stormtroopers and thinks, oh, none of those guys are black? Well, this, is the, this was the first people's argument, which is uh, Nerdist broke it down very well on the, um, about at near midnight, midnight. Yeah, on the, on the that show. they're all supposed to be clones of Jango Fett. Yeah, that was people's that first was anger, one, but that's stupid. not the that's not the point because the clones, as ever, as any yeah. real Star Wars fan knows, are all dead exactly. by that point, or there's very few left, if yeah. any. No, because, there's people in the storm yeah. Trooper the the stormtroopers were repl- replaced the clones, right. and you know then in came people, and they're inscripted from all kind of planets, so it could be all kind right. of different people in those armors, right? Which is what I had always thought. Um, yes. Uh, battling on the side of logic are people like who are against these people, these racist folks who who are mad about this. Are saying, well, the empire is not necessarily um, they're racist against people who are not humans. They don't care if you're black, white, whatever color. If you're a human, you can definitely join the empire. I didn't even know the empire was racist against the rest they, of the they world. They said that. If you look at the Empire, and, and like I said, I actually read this today. They said if you really study the Empire and their, their I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I just lost Modus it. operandi? Yeah, modus operandi. That, and everybody who works for the Empire, right. they're all humans. You don't really see, except for right. like the Sith, but you don't really see any aliens. Right. No, that, that, that is a good point. Uh, I'll give them that one. But yeah. 
whatever, dude. It's a black stormtrooper. John Boyega is in it. Lupita's in it. You know, you're gonna have to get used to this, folks. It's but but that's the whole thing. Like, I don't understand getting used to it. I mean, there's been Mace Windu was in the first three in the th- the three prequels. Lando Calrissian is a major character in Empire and Return of the Jedi. It's, there's always going. I mean, to all be... we got is Jimmy Smith for fucking three seconds in in the third. <laughs> you know, come on. There are where are the Latinos? You know what I mean? Like there might maybe one dude in a Tuscan Raider mask. I mean, come yeah, on, there might, was, you got might. Jimmy's Bail Organa. <laughs> yeah, there you go, holding a baby for a second. I'm sure there will be some Latinos in 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 the you know expanded Star Wars universe right. coming into the film that we're about to get. I mean, Jango Fett is Maori, which is the native people yep. of New Zealand. Yeah, like that dude had a much bigger role than any of the <laughs> any any of the people from any of the islands in the Caribbean or off of South America or anything like that. Well, don't worry, because we're purportedly going to get one Star Wars movie at least a year right. from here yeah. on out. So, you They're know, going hard. Yeah. And, and actually, Ben, I mean, your your response was very classy and very similar to what John Boyega himself said on, on um, his Instagram page. Yep. Um, you, you said good use to it because his response to everything, just, you know, the, the cheers, the outrage. He said, thank you for all the love and support. The fan mail and fan art has added to my joy. Isn't it crazy that Star Wars is actually happening? I'm in the movie, but as a Star Wars fan, I am very excited. A year is a long time, but I'll but it will be worth the wait. To whom it may concern, get used to it. There it is. I mean, you know, you can't say it any better. I also want to shout out the three-pronged lightsaber, you know, that was featured in the trailer because that was a dope moment. And also uh, Colbert. Yes. Yes, came on his show last night and gave the best response and showed why he is still king of the nerds because he broke it down, why, you know, the thing can work. It, it's yeah, uh, nerds. Like I understand picking <laughs> apart stuff, you know, but fan bros, fan bros out there, let's just you know enjoy it. Like, dude, there was a Millennium Falcon flying through the sky. It's been thirty <laughs> years since you've seen you that. You said it like it was a dragon. Yo, <laughs> in New York, you know, for real, it's been did like you a see that dragon <laughs> on the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Yo, did you see the Millennium? I mean, and then the Tie Fighters from a screaming. I can't get over that enough. Like, oh man, dog, yeah, Star I- Wars. Just in closing, I there was a proposed conspiracy theory that 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 Sith Lord that had the the tri cross or whatever you want to call it thing is Lupita. That would blow my mind. I I would I I would really like. I I think it's a guy. I think it's a guy just because of the stance and the cadence of of his the, the gait of the guy's walk, but. Even still, like that would be insane if it was her. I would like to see Lupita as a Jedi, but then I would yeah. also wouldn't mind seeing her as a Sith because they have the best roles in Star they Wars. They do. Like I had said, I wouldn't. This is the one time I wouldn't mind the black person being the bad guy. For real, like <laughs> I mean, even Darth Maul, who gets murdered off like a sucker in like twenty seconds or so, you know, is still the highlight of Phantom Menace. Right. You know, wow. and so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the best thing in, in, in a, a bad, in a bad movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's you do you work with what you got. Right. And um, in you know, since we were speaking on John Boyega, you know, there's been like as I always say, we are the voice of the urban geek. We have to talk about all issues. And today's been a very interesting day in the news in the world. Just to get right to it, Eric Garner. The man murdered by police. The man that on camera, on camera, so everyone has seen him get murdered by police. That was ruled a homicide. That was ruled by a homicide by the New York City coroner. Was the police officers, the grand jury, just as in the case of Michael Brown, decided not to indict 
And here we are. And and I would point out since 1993, putting a chokehold on people oh, uh, by NYPD is illegal. And although there are there have been over a thousand complaints of people getting illegal chokeholds by the NYPD. Um, but so it's not just it was a homicide. It's a homicide that was done by someone doing something that was illegal on that was shot on camera that everyone who has eyes can see. Like everyone who has eyes yeah. can see that. I, I mean, mean I, I've watched the video. It's horrific. It's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Yeah. Eric Garner is standing there, you know, pleading with officers, asking them why are they messing with him? Why do they keep harassing him? Having just broken up a fight. No Having less. just broken up a fight, he, you know, everyone on camera is saying this, and the guy runs up behind him and starts choking him out, and it's just. And their 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 answers always they were he was resisting. Yeah, and he was not. I mean, it's obvious. It's on camera, and it's just one of these things. Like after the week we've had with Ferguson, with everything else going on, after the year we've had, basically, it's just Tamir Rice being shot. It, it just goes on and on. I don't even know the brother's name who got shot in a stairwell in New York City. Even you know, it is there's so many lately, and just so many ridiculous examples of this stuff where it's. Becoming, I, I I'm at a loss for words. Pretty much, I really have I don't I don't know what to say. You know, it's like you want to say keep hope alive or you know keep strong. But I mean, one thing I do want to talk about is that somebody hit me up today, and their immediate thing was you know when they're, I'm expressing how angry I am, they're like, oh, people are just gonna protest for a day and then it's gonna be over. And I'm like, no, because there's been 119 days of protests in Ferguson already. And I believe that we live in a different age nowadays. Like I said before, when we when we live in an age where people's voices can be heard, and I don't think that this is going to go away, nor should it. And I want you know I encourage everyone who hears this, who listens to Fanbro Show, to understand like protest is a right and it's needed. And you know no matter what form it takes, you should if you believe in something, engage in it. Like do not let this just sit there. Do not think that because the news or someone else isn't talking about it that you can't talk about it. You know, don't sit back and just idly let them kill people. Like, this is what is going on. They have now said that the cops can just kill a black man on the street. Or in a stairwell. Or in a stairwell. Or, or yeah. Or, or on a playground street, yeah. if or you're a black, black kid. Or a black boy. Or a black boy. Or black women. I, you know, Or black women. Captain, or black girls. Yeah, it just goes on and on. Shout out to Captain Karkisha. She tweeted me something earlier about another black woman killed by police it it's just and this doesn't just apply to black people that's the other problem Pe- that people, people want to say mental you know, disabilities and, and everything people in their house there was a girl who was killed in her bed in a no, one of these no knock raids <laughs> it, it just we have a problem in this country right now there is a huge problem with the militarization of the police there's a, probably even bigger problem with the prison industrial complex Things are reaching a tipping point that there, it has to be addressed or there, I mean, there, there are so many problems going on in America right now that we just stand up, listen and think. That's like one thing I have to say, like, stop not thinking, think for yourself, listen, find out what is going on in your country, in your home state, wherever you are. Like, shit is crazy. Yo. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't hmm. I, I also think this points to the, the unbelievable disconnect with the media where you see people going on TV and saying the most outrageous, asinine, incorrect, both both factually and morally, 
shit. I mean, I mean there's no other word for what's coming out of a lot of people's mouths. And and th- there's just such a disconnect between what's going on on the ground and what's going on on the on the airwaves. And definitely, I mean, but even like in our own social media, you know, that we run or whatever, that you can use your own voice. The amount of people hitting me on my Twitter, you know, this week with just the most outrageous, you know, things. Somebody was like, oh, well, you know, the protests are over and now black people are just out killing white people. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, it's like statistics prove that numbers don't lie. And it's like police, you know, arrest and kill black men, black women on a majority level versus any other race. And, you know, if you want to go down the line, it's going to go to like Hispanic, you know, every race until you get to white before, you know, it's never going to. There's a huge disparity here. This is not like. It's not one-off case in Ferguson. It's not a one-off case in New York. This happens every day. I don't even know if this number is correct, but I've heard it is one every 28 hours. Yeah, I, I actually... So th- that statistic is once every 28 hours is a policeman or authority figure shoots a black man. But I've also heard... So we're in early December now, and I've heard that that it's in the low 400 and the low teens which if there's only been 335 days that that, that that's, and there's yeah, been that, that works out. no there's that's actually more, more than, than every 28 yeah, eight hours. hours i also want to point out and these are all unarmed people that we're talking about oh, here this yeah. is not we're not talking about a dude running out of a bank with a mask on carrying a bag with do- dollar sign on it and the cops shoot him yeah I also call it an American problem because I think America also has a gun control problem as well. We use excessive force. We being police and people in power and things of that nature. When you look at other countries around the world, we look like the biggest, I don't know, barbarians when it comes to violent crimes, when it comes to gun issues, things of that nature. So I think like it really is a systematic problem with this country where we are having a, these things happen over and over and over again. And it's like the repercussions yeah. of, of a long term problem. Like America was founded on violence. You know, America continues to be run through violence. It it supports itself through violence. It goes to other countries. Yeah, it exports and violence. And it sports violence. You know, so America is, it, this is one of the, this is what happens. This is reaping what it sows, basically. And we unfortunately have to deal with it, you know, even though we're not the the people of color and the people, the minorities, the people, the poor people, because it's becoming more of a class issue, you know, don't have to deal. Well, even though we didn't, you know, uh, sow it, you know, we're reaping it, basically. Like, we're having to deal with what's coming back from, you know, all the violence in America and just America, like I said before, becoming more of a police militarized state. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And like we said, you know, body cameras are one thing, but this was filmed on camera and we still can't even get an indictment. So we are dealing with a state where we have a police officer killing a black man and F it. I I mean, I guess I'm doing my moment of silence right now because like I'm, it's like a combination of just being furious sad pissed off like everything well and where and, and where do you go from here like and where the, do you the, go that whole yeah i mean it's like just the other day i was reading this piece by michael Eric dyson talk about where do we go from ferguson and really in his piece i, I mean shout out to him i love him 
as a writer or everything, but it was, it really didn't hold. There are no answers. You know, there's nothing to be, it's tough. It's like, I don't want to say there's nothing to be said, but like I said before already, you know, what has to be done now is protest and awareness. You know, this cannot be pushed to the back. It is something that you must continue to talk about every day, speak about, spread to other people. You know, it cannot be something that you forget when, you know, the new Star Wars drops or some bullshit like that. You know, as much as I love Star Wars, you have to understand what the reality is and what we cannot just be like, oh, you know, distracted because there's tons of distractions Mm -hmm. and there's tons of nonsense and you have to find out what is going on in the world and what is really, your rights have been taken away by things like the Patriot Act. You know, there is a lot of things that just people are not paying attention to and I just hope and pray, and if you're listening to this, like I said before, please start paying more attention. You know? Listen to fan bros. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Word. Yeah, let, let's take another break right here. We'll be right back with more fan bros show. Yo, this is your friendly neighborhood Mega Ran with a special announcement. Make sure you're following the fan bros show on iTunes. Subscribe. On Facebook, like it. And on SoundCloud and Twitter, follow it. Let's go. And welcome back, Internets, to this very special episode of Fan Bro Show. I think every episode of Fan Bro Show is very special because I'm the host, DJ Ben Amin, here with Tatiana King and Chico Leo. We've been talking about all kinds of stuff, Suicide Squad, Star Wars, Eric Garner, you know, it's the voice of the Urban Geek, and there's some other news we got to talk about this week just because, the, I mean, the commentary is so hilarious. It's not really a hilarious story. But Sony Pictures was hacked. Yeah, so bamboozled, <laughs> ran amok. So Sony Sony Hood Pictures week. was hacked, but Sony Entertainment has a history of getting hacked. There have been these PlayStation, PlayStation. these big PlayStation hacks. I know though there was that big one where seventy million people's information was put out there, and the, Sony doesn't. Was seem your information to- put out there during that one, Tatiana? Mm-mm. No, they don't. You seem are a PlayStation to, person. No. They don't seem to take the security very seriously. Now, so, Sony is definitely has multiple divisions. They have Sony Entertainment, Sony Pictures, Sony Music, Sony Electronics. This hack is apparently aimed at Sony Pictures. The movies, boy. However, I know people at Sony Music, and Sony Music actually was hacked like about a week or two ago. Inside where, information. Yeah, th- th- there was definitely there was definitely uh, something that was on, on on all their email accounts or everyone's email where there was a virus that was emailed to everyone, and anyone who opened that at Sony Music had their computer taken by IT and had to have their computer replaced. Okay, well, from what I understand... And that right? hasn't even been reported. This is a Sony, The thing that's been reported is Sony Pictures. So all of Sony is taking it right now. I, who knows? And basically, from what I understand, it's been claimed to have been the work of the GOP, hashtag GOP, and not the grand old party. No. But the Guardians of Peace. Guardians of Peace. Yes. Who want equality. Yeah, they want equality in Sony Pictures. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But anyway, yeah, the, a lot of these emails were released and various. There's a 25-page list. Of reasons it sucks to work at Sony. Right, and and why Sony Pictures kind of suck. And so, so this list was released, and I just have to read some quotes from it because, I mean, this is gold. There's a general blindness to the films we produce. 
Although he managed to produce an innovative film once in a while, Social Network, Moneyball, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, we continue to be saddled with the mundane, formulaic Adam Sandler films. Blah, 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 Yikes. blah, blah, blah. That said, there's a strange dichotomy of encouraging us to be fiscally responsible, but then upper management allows certain talent and filmmakers to bleed us dry with their outlandish requests for private jets, wardrobe, and grooming stylists. <laughs> Need to improve the creative staff and motion pictures. Seems like we just reboot old product instead of coming up with new ideas like the Hunger Games. But then they made like three or four Hunger Games too, right? Yeah. And stretched that joint out for two more movies. So yeah, Sony. And But they did make a lot of money off it. Sony has, doesn't have any franchises. We only release a dozen or so Columbia pictures a year, for example. And we will still be paying for Adam Sandler. Why? Like Adam Sandler is really getting thrown under the bus right now. <laughs> I mean, they must have some kind of deal with him where there's you know, another Adam Sandler quote later on, and it just keeps on bringing those movies it up. aren't good. Like yo, no. but they but they're making them all the money. Like don't hate the you know don't bite the hand to feed you Sony emailer whoever this is. Like you know it's like come on man, you gotta know where your bread is buttered at. And Adam Sandler is bread buttering, buttering that bread. That bread. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, he he was the voice of uh, in in that uh, was Hotel Transylvania, which was a bit which was a surprise hit for Sony Pictures two years ago. There you go. There you go. Adam Sandler makes money, folks. Stop making the same safe, soulless movies and TV shows. Wow, that should like be on T-shirts. Although, yeah, I was going to say that that does apply to Sony Pictures, but that applies to a lot of the studios. Yeah, these definitely. Days. That's pretty much everyone. But man, yeah, this is this is pretty great right here. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, in, well, in addition to that, they also put up spreadsheets that had like all the top executive salaries, and then they actually had screenshots from what looked like what appeared to be. Um, like human resources where they had everyone's information with their social security number and their employer ID, employee ID, how much money they made. And the one that they, the one that I read that I saw in an article, the employee only made like $73,000 a year. And I say only because most of the people whose stuff they put up were, were people who were making 3 million, 4 million. And I read one article that said tens of thousands of employees' information is being traded, actively traded, <laughs> on like you know, on like web torrent sites or whatever. Oh God! So and 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 again, I talked to people today at Sony Music, and they and this is Sony Music, not Sony Pictures, but they haven't been informed anything by the higher ups. There's been no email sent to them, no nothing. And they're just like, oh, it's Sony Pictures. But I feel like it's all connected. And they did have another hack, like they said, like two weeks ago, where people's computers got taken away. Wow. You know what? It's just so much. It's too much. This too much. I well, can't. So there, there's this whole thing where people were trying to say that North Korea did it in response to the new movie uh, where Seth Rogen and... The uh, interview. Yeah, the interview. Seth Rogen and James Franco go and um, you know try and kill Kim Jong-un. Can I say something about that? Like, I, I fully understand north korea on this one like if right. another country made a movie about two dudes coming over here trying to kill obama while doing an interview well it would be a madhouse last year north korea made a video for five that was a five minute video that definitely had like music playing while the white house was getting bombed and like the washington monument so i mean they definitely there's president re yeah release release a video um the one interesting so the thing sequel. is, you know, we talk we talk about various dystopic futures. The notion of a nation state 
attacking a corporation. I mean, this has, you know, sort of like, let's remember Shadow an Run, alien and aliens. Runner. It's not a country that goes, and it's Wayland, the Wayland yutani Corporation. You know, the whoever built Skynet, it's a corporation. It's not a country that built Skynet that, you know, basically brings all the Terminators on our asses. But the, the Defense Department does fund Skynet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I just feel like the notion of a nation state attacking a corporation is pretty futuristic. Is interesting. Yeah. And, 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 and as corporations do become more powerful than nation states, you know, that, that's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. Potentially. You know. If, if we're still around. And that is if Sony keeps making terrible movies. Right, exactly. <laughs> speaking of terrible movies, um, io9 released a list of 10 nearly perfect movies this week. Now, th these movies are good, but I think calling them nearly perfect <laughs> is like calling... Who's who's the, the dude in Goonies who's all deformed and played by the football player? Uh, Sloth. Yes, yeah, that's like calling Sloth nearly perfect. Wow. Shots fired at Sloth. You know? <laughs> no, it shot fired at the IO9 people. I'm down Ouch. with Sloth. Well, some of the movies on the list were The Terminator. That is a nearly perfect movie. Definitely. Being John Malkovich. I mean, uh, that was good. good movie. I remember thinking the first half was much better than the second, and I've never seen it again. Iron Man? I think that's the best of the recent Marvel movies. Well, I don't know it even now. The Guardians very of first Galaxy. Iron Man? Very first Iron Man. Iron Man was very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I agree with that one. Yeah, it's very good. Definitely very good. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters nearly again, perfect is very film. good. It's very good. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Brazil. Uh, that's another one that I. Yeah, you know, th these are these are very good. But there are other movies out there. I mean, Brazil is pretty amazing. But <laughs> they, they, I, it's just such a random Chico Leo's weird, caving. weird assortment of movies. On it that really list. is. Princess Monoke. Mononoke. Mononoke, which I've never seen, but you know, it's I know gorgeous. It's, I know it's gorgeous, it's, and that's what they said good. in the list. Uh, 28 Days Later, which I just highly disagree with. Like, oh, what I, I really like 28 Days Later. I like it, but come on, nearly but I guess perfect. in that genre, that, that really kick-started that... The that, fast that, zombies. That fast zombie, you know, subgenre of zombie I think it was movies. something towards the end of it where it made... Where it, where it just kind of jumped the shark towards Did the 28 end. Days Later come out before the Dawn of the Dead remake? Yeah. Because that had fast yeah. zombies, Most definitely. too. 28 Days Later is definitely the original yeah. fast zombie movie. Okay. Yeah, and there's something... I did really it, like 28 Days Later. I know later. I really liked it, and there's something in it towards the end where, I just, where it loses me and I'm just like, oh, this movie sucks. Well, they but, have this whole, the last act is sort of where they're with the soldiers and yeah, it's all... Yeah, and there's something, I can't remember, it was one point where I was like, ah, the hero should have died or something, so. But yeah, you know, it's an interesting little list over on IO9. You know, I wouldn't say they're all nearly perfect, but I do have to big up Terminator. I think Terminator, yeah, Terminator is definitely yes. one of the most amazing movies and it saddens me that James Cameron is now pumping out um. Yet more crap. Ouch. But I was gonna say um Avatar. Avatar. But, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Avatar, but okay. But I feel like those those. If you look up in a thesaurus, I feel like crap and Avatar oh. are actually synonyms. Damn. But no. What's amazing about James Cameron is that Aliens and Terminator were both such low budget movies. You realize in Aliens, he only had three alien the suits, suits? Yes, and there's scenes where it looks like there's like 20, 20 aliens. 30, kind of, it's just yeah. the editing. Yep. He's such an amazing low-budget filmmaker, and I'm one of the, I think I'm one of the few people who really likes the first Terminator more than the second Terminator. That's a tough one. They're both... I, I like the first one more. Yeah, but the, the second, second one has one? a couple of amazing set pieces, oh and my obviously God. the motorcycle chase is one of the greatest things. on. The last 30 minutes of the Terminator are, is one of the yeah. greatest chase scenes ever yeah. filmed 
in the history of anything. It is. Is T two the one with the liquid? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like that one. Robert Pattinson. That one. T one thousand. The last thirty minutes from you know from the helicopter chasing the the little uh, truck to the sixteen wheeler chasing the truck. It's just oh my god. It's. I don't know. Well, I, I think mercy. he's such an amazing low budget filmmaker and he's so associated with like Titanic and Avatar. Yep. And those movies are so flabby compared to his. I mean, he was lean and mean back in the yeah, day. He you know, was now, lean he had, and mean. now he had the money to spend. But, you know, I still had to big up. I like, you know, even though like I think Avatar is one of the dumbest and most racist movies ever. I think, you know, when you turn off the sound and just watch it visually, it's, you know, it's stunning. Like the work he did in 3D. You know, I, I give him his credit, so I'll I'll probably be a sucker and give him another you know fifteen dollars when um, Avatar two and three come out. Well, if you're gonna see it in three D, it's gonna be more than fifteen dollars. Fuck it, you know you got my money, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see anything else going on in the news. I definitely have to you know do it. Feels like it's time for something right now. Feels like it's time for my favorite segment, comics I copped. That's right, folks and. There's a few joints I really have to big up right now. Um, the latest issue of Birthright, Birthright issue three, is now on stands by Josh Williamson. We're gonna be dropping an interview with him next week. I know I promised this interview a few weeks ago, but it's finally coming out. Birthright is a really dope story about this family who loses their son one day in the woods, and then years later, a grown man appears and claims to be their son, and he's grown, and he looks like Conan, and he's pro- <laughs> and he's literally says, I've come back from some alien world that's like some Conan-type world where he fought this great battle and won it and defeated the evil emperor there, and now he's back to, you know, return to his family, but he's back on Earth now, and it's like, you know, the family's having a hard time adjusting to him, but in the very first issue... At the very end of it, you know, you think he's this hero and that he's won it, but at the very end of the issue, you see that he's actually been possessed by the evil emperor and has come back to Earth to destroy. Sounds like the story of somebody I know in Times Square. Wow, yeah. You know, it it, it sounds like how Interstellar should have been. (laughs) (laughs) That that would have been a twist. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, it's a very ill series, and I really like the fact that in the very first issue, they flip it on, you know. They didn't wait a lot of time. You know, Josh got right to the point. Because he says, you know, as you'll hear in the interview, that there's a lot more to the story. So check it out, Birthright. Also wanted to big up The Humans by Kenan Marshall Keller and Tom Neely. I just started looking at this series. It's by Image Comics. It's, I, I really don't know what it's about yet. It, it features a race of ape people. It seems to be like a planet of the apes where, the, where actually the apes are, you know, are actually the people. I think it might be a metaphor for something. But what made me really attracted to it is Tom Neely's art is fucking incredible. Never seen this dude before, but oh my What's his god, name? Tom, Tom Neely. Tom Neely. Yeah, check out the humans from uh, Image Comics. It's on its second issue, and really, I just I, I I hate to you know just really kiss ass to a company like this, but damn near any comic book that Image puts out right now, I encourage you to at very least read the first issue and most of these are creator owned am i right because so once vertigo kind of went on under it seems like all the creative stuff they they went to they went to image image had been doing creator owned books but now it's like that's all i hear about from people fucking fuego on fire whatever you want to call it i mean since 
I think I got back into them when The Walking Dead. I think that was the first Line image comic around owned. them. Yeah, that Saga. I, yeah, and then, owned. I mean, it just goes on yeah. and on. It's like right around then I started buying Image, Invincible, Birthright, Humans, Manhattan Projects. I mean, Jesus, most of the comics I buy right now are, are by Image. And whenever somebody asks me what I should be reading, I always say go check out any of their books. Any of the ones I just named, go to a comic store, ask for an Image comic. You probably won't be disappointed. Like they are really killing it right now. Phonomancer was that was that one? Phonomancers. A phonoman. Oh no, no. Wicked and Divine is Image, which right. is by the people Phonomancer. Right. Yep, same difference. Wicked and Divine is another amazing Image comic. Like, yeah, it's really. I mean, the, like batting a thousand. Like they are really killing it right now. You know, they have some missteps, of course, like any company. But, but you're gonna you're gonna have that. They also have like a, a diverse. There's there's women. There's people of color. Like they definitely have a a, a real. It's not the same old boys club of the no. same editors hiring their friends to write and draw that you've had in comics, which has been some somewhat stultifying for like the last you know. 20, 30 years. Other than like when, like you said before, like a Vertigo, you know. Right. And since Vertigo shut down, now it's like Image is one. I mean, there's a, you know, I also love Dark Horse. I love Oni. You know, I always say this, folks, you know, you know, I love me some Marvel and DC, but if you're reading comics, buy independent, you know, you'll just get a better deal. You'll get a better story usually. I always big it up. Let me say it one last time. Invincible is the greatest comp superhero comic book on the market today. Hands down, if you want to read a superhero comic book, fucking go buy Invincible. It is unreal in how good it is. The latest issue by Ryan uh, Kirkman and Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley is a god amongst men when it comes to comic artists. Right. Yeah. I think I've said enough. <laughs> enough said. Enough said. Word up. Stan, like, Stan Lee would say, enough said. Uh, speaking of comics, though, I do have a quick announcement to make, boy. We got something in store for y'all. Oh Ooh, my God! You about to spit hot fire? Hot fire is coming out. It's about to be some bars. Some bars. Do 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 do. I like that. There you <laughs> go. Do, 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 do. That's right, folks. Coming to Fan Bro Show very soon will be the one and only editor in chief, the EIC himself, Axel Alonzo, is coming to Fan Bro Show. That's we editor won. in chief of Marvel Comics. That's right. The oh. current. Right, the current, the new age Stan Lee, right, very himself, Axel Alonso will be here. We won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not we won. We are winning. This is, <laughs> this is a continual thing right here. So we continue to win. You know, like I always say, thank you for everybody be listening. Please don't worry. It's coming very soon in the next few weeks. We're closing out the year with a bang. Speaking of closing out the year, you know, we're going to have some year-end list on fanbros.com. Perhaps Chico's top 10 movies of the year. Yeah, I, I don't know. Or top 10 most perfect movies. I, my list might be a little bit different than io Nine. I mean, you know, but we will have one. Right. Top 10 movies Quest of the Fire year. Quest for Fire wasn't on there. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> that should be another shot. Like, anytime you hear a Quest for Fire reference, you oh, should yeah. take a shot. Because we make enough of them. Um, also, I'll be doing my comics of the year. Tatiana might have, you know, tech of the year. We're going to have our top 10 podcasts of the year. So you can find out what were our favorite episodes. What was your favorite episode of the year, Chico? Uh, I'm just trying to think of the difference between this year and, and last year. I mean, um, 
it's hard to differentiate also between guests and episodes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, so there were guests who really jumped out at me, but I can't necessarily say that those episodes were. Uh, True. So you who know. was your favorite guest? Um, you know, shots to all the other ones. I know. Well, see, that's the whole thing. I don't, I'm not trying to. Uh, I thought. D- I mean, DJ Older was. I thought was a really yeah, good guest. Yeah, Daniel. Yes. Daniel's a good, good guest, good show. Yep. I, I agree with Chico. It's making that distinction between guests and the shows. I, I, I honestly, I like it every time I'm here. And then, like, I Word. didn't know Mega Ram, but I thought he was a great guest. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, what? How? You know, it's hard. It's really hard. Hard to. Uh, Hard to, and then you know everyone. Sometimes you know people people drop some science just for a few minutes, and uh, that stays with you for weeks. You Word know? up! I, I particularly like the ladies' night episode with Samus and Girl Gone Geek. That was a great. That was one. fun. Yeah, that was awesome. The girls took over that episode. That, that was, was that was very epic. You know, big moment in Fan Bros show history. And also, I really love Kari Randolph this year. Both times he's come on the show, right. I've you know had a great time with him. But like you said, it's you know. And like Tatiana says, it's every time I'm here, I have a great time. You know, I have to love and bid thanks to all our listeners. I've done that a lot this show, but... Fambros is love. You know, thank you. I, I love that that Chico said that. And it's just, you know, I love the fact that I can come up here and talk and sit here and talk about X-Wings and, you know, Millennium Falcons and TIE Fighters screaming and Birthright and Invincible. And people are listening and loving us. And we can talk about Eric Garner and other things that matter. And y'all still support, and you know, thank you. And he's flying a spaceship, folks, while he's doing all those things. Hey, you know, and then I got to keep you focused in the good pod. Right? You know, don't get <laughs> cocky, kid. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Princess Leia hug him though, right there? And, and they're not brother and sister yet, so no, you know. No, there was always a lot of moments in, of Luke and Leia's, you know, right. love triangle that are. Uh, Ew. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else before we get out of here, folks? I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah. Tatiana? Preach, church, tabernacle. Fan pros, fan pros.